Hello, my name is Ashley Balin, and welcome to Baby Puppy, the parenting podcast for anyone raising a human or fur baby. Now, before I start getting angry emails from people in the dog community or parenting community about how different raising a dog is from a child, trust me, I know, I know, I'm not saying they're the same at all. But as a professional dog trainer and behavior consultant and a mother, there are a startling number of similarities. I've applied strategies from my dog training education and experience to parenting with great success and vice versa. From the early days with an infant or puppy, dealing with teething, crate or crib training, socialization and language acquisition, to nutrition, anxiety, coping mechanisms, independence, confidence building and more, it's impossible to deny a crossover. On each episode of this podcast, we'll explore a different topic and speak with a parenting expert to gain insight, strategies, and advice while comparing them to my experience working with dogs. Join me on this journey to raise confident, empathetic, respectful, happy, and healthy dogs and humans. This week, I was joined by David Trutz, owner and operator of Canada's leading shop for all things child safety, Kitty Proofers. Well, we might disagree on everything from parenting strategies to raising dogs and things get a little heated at moments. There's one thing we do agree on. Safety is key, but we can't rely on management solutions for our kids or our dogs. They should be used in conjunction with an ongoing and developmentally appropriate positive parenting and dog training approach. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really, I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to this conversation. <laughs> It'll be fun. That will be fun. <laughs> uh, well, before we get started, uh, why don't you introduce yourself and just let me know your name and what you do professionally? Sure. Um, my name is David Drutz. I am the owner of a company called Kitty Proofers, which focuses on child safety, family safety, home safety. Um, and we're here, we've been here for 30 years, basically keeping families safe and keeping kids safe. How's that? You're, you're based in Toronto? We're based in Toronto, and we service the greater GTA area. We, we'll go up to cottage country. We go up uh, down to Niagara Peninsula. We travel, but m- mainly focus is Toronto. Okay. And do you, you have kids yourself? I am a father of three girls, now much older who uh, I jokingly say survived as kids. <laughs> yeah. a, few, a few broken bones. If you didn't keep them safe in your house, then we'd be a little concerned. Yeah, well, you know, I, it's funny you say that because you made a very – your comment, like if we didn't keep them safe. And that's exactly what it is. It's parents keeping their kids safe. And I, I laugh because we, we had minimal stuff. We had all the locks. We had everything. But there's stuff stuff we never did because, you know, we knew we would t- we'd be able to watch the kids and all that. And really because we didn't my, – my kids are in their 20s. We didn't have cell phones when my kids were babies. We didn't have in- instant connectation. So we were able to. And now today, you know, the whole our whole purpose now has become to make things safer so you don't have to worry about it 24-7. You don't have to watch your kid. Yeah, and that, that's, I think, the interesting part of the conversation, even for me from a dog training perspective. And I want to get, you know, more into the difference, I guess, between education and management because there's... Yes. You know, there is a huge, a huge difference there. But, but first, well, the, the, the theory, the theory of throw your kid into the pool and see if they swim, doesn't work. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, yeah, that, well and that's that's the interesting part. Like, almost a hundred percent of the time, like that. That's bad advice. <laughs> but, right? but it's but it's a balance. How much do you need to teach your child? Because you can put a lock on a door. Eventually, that child will be able to open it, and they'll be able to walk outside. Or they'll be able to open a gate. They have to learn as with, as with like, you know, this you'll probably cut out, but you know, it's like we joke about women, women and their husbands, train them like a dog. It'll be perfect. Children need to be taught. They need to know boundaries. They need to know rules. And the, the idea of what we do from a safety perspective is, is no different. Just because you put a gate up or you lock a drawer, you still have to teach your child not to go in the drawer and take out the knife. It's still not, it's still not, you know, 
it's still it's, I, it's a good balance, like you say. I'm happy to hear you say that. Not necessarily the the somewhat misogynist comment of about a husband and wife, but I am happy to hear you say the comment about how you know these safety solutions that you're installing are just a first step. Because yeah. I I get so many calls from new clients that say that they you know installed the gates and they have the plugs and they have all these things, but that their dogs are still misbehaving and they don't know what to do, and it's because they've received the information that once they've safety proofed their house, there's no training that's involved anymore. Well, my 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 joke with um, doggy psychologists, <laughs> pet psychologists. Are it's it's a hundred dollars an hour. It's a lot cheaper than a psychologist for people, but you get the same treatment. Right. <laughs> it's 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 the parents, right? It's the owners, not not the actual the dog or the child. They're they're little people. They just want to they just want to do whatever makes you happy. My entire business is working with people and helping people understand these concepts. I, I very rarely work one-on-one with a dog. Yeah, it's a, the dog's not the issue here. <laughs> <laughs> but so let's just start at the start at the beginning. So you are in the business of safety. Very much so. Put their trust in you to go to their home, assess their home make recommendations to ensure that their baby, their children are safe as they go through different developmental stages. So I don't, you know, I don't sell gear, but I'm basically offering a similar service to dog trainers where I go into their house and I tell them all the things they'll need to set up and prepare before they bring a puppy home. Exactly. They put the wires away. Why? Well, they'll chew the wires. You know, it's very, very similar but the, the real, the core of it all is, okay, you have to put this away. You should put a gate here. You must do the, you must do. All we're doing, like as you are, is giving advice to make the home safe for everybody and a better living environment, better quality of living. The dog will know their area. The dog knows what to do. The dog's being told what to do as children need to be told what to do, but they're dogs, they're children, right? <laughs> This is this is another cutout one. <laughs> so, women will, mothers will come in with their children, and they'll say, "Oh, you know, my five-year-old, so mature, uh, like no, is 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 forty pounds and forty-one inches, and they're ready to go to a booster." And we talk to them that boosters are very much about safety. They're 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 only to boost. A car seat is exponentially safer, and you and the child has to be mature enough to be in a booster. They have to understand the rules of being in a booster. And they go, oh, no, they're very mature and they're very this. And I'll say, so when's the last stupid thing your husband did? Right. <laughs> so, you know, You're using the example of a husband, except the, <laughs> the reality is that, that I say something similar to my clients all the time, which is that, you know, yes. they complain about their children and their dogs not having impulse control. And I always say the majority of adults I know don't have impulse Don't have impulse. So, see, that's why, Ashley, you and I get along well, because you know the delicate way of saying it. But it's, very, it's it, but what you're saying is so true. It, it, it's just so true. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's very true. Yeah, all of the things that you're saying are 100% true. They're just not gender specific. Right. Well, it's usually the mother that gives the kid these ingenious qualities, and the father that gets blamed for the other things. So, well, of course, Statist- statistically out- correct. Yeah, women bring out the best in everyone, and men bring out the worst. Exactly right. So there we go. <laughs> Uh, so, like, as much as we're talking about how the majority of you know safety is supervision and advice, you obviously are you are selling physical gear. Right? Yes, because we live in a society of total distraction. Um, it, it's it's no different when you whether you're watching your dog on the at a park or and they're in an off leash park or you're watching your kids. They're going to take off and do whatever they want to do. So you want to know that when they take off. And so what? Okay, I'll walk over and I'll go get them or I'll, they'll go play and they'll get a little dirty, but they'll be fine. And the house is, is it's identical. The house, they'll just kind of go running in the, in up, they'll, they'll want to go upstairs. Well, there's a gate there. Or they'll, they'll want to go into the kitchen cabinets and just start playing. Well, they're locked. So that's what it's about. It's about giving everybody that ability to breathe. 
You don't have to sit on edge. You don't have to, you know, it's, I, I, I'll give you the best analogy is when people come to your house and you go, Oh, watch the door. The dog's going to run out. Like why? Like, no, the, the dog should not run out, but you still want to have something there to make sure the dog does. Is that a good analogy? Yeah, no, I mean, that's very, that's very true. And I, because I'm a, I'm a trainer and I'm not, you know, as much in the business of management and, you know, selling equipment, my perspective is always that you should try to, you know, set up all the training protocols in various situations in advance so that if your dog is in any scenario that they'll know the right thing to do as opposed to you having to instruct them every single time. It, it is, is, it's so... It, it's so interesting. Like, you know, so we have a we have a rule called the up-down rule, meaning if you don't want your child playing with something or breaking something, just move it out of reach. And I, and I, and I always love when people, I'll be talking to them and say, I'm so mad at the dog. He ate my favorite slipper. Well, why'd you leave it beside his food bowl? You know, like it, there always is accountability on, on the, the, like you can buy every product in the world to make your child safe as you can buy every product in the world to make you the best, smartest, well-trained gold retriever dog in the world. But there's, the, you, you just can't buy that. You have to work at it. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a lifelong process. And, yeah. and, you know, I agree. There are certain things that are, genuine safety concern that should be taken into consideration in advance of bringing home a child or a dog. You know, like certain things like making sure that all of the toxic chemicals are locked away so that they don't have access to them. Or that, you know, if there's a heavy piece of furniture that could tip over and fall on top of them, that you secure it to a wall. Like Absolutely. Those, but what's so the, the difference? What's the difference if your cat or your dog jumps on a piece, jumps on a bookshelf? Right? right, they can just fall right over too. So it's interesting that yeah, it's all these things that are there to prevent the what if come maybe. And the same person who buys, you know, hundred dollars worth of lottery tickets says it's not going to happen to me. You know, I'll be fine. My kids will be fine. I watch them. You know, I have I have a toddler, uh, and you know he's how old's your how old's your baby? He's three now. Oh, but. You know, I can see you smiling through the through the. <laughs> yeah, he, he's wonderful, but the only safety things I installed in my house from the beginning are I have like gates on my stairs, and I put locks on a couple things in my kitchen. But I laugh at myself now because by the time he was two, he learned how to unlock everything. Yeah. So the the locks are more there to frustrate me than they are to actually keep anything. Well, you have you have you have you have external locks. There's locks that are hidden that without a magnetic key can't open. Right. No, I understand. Which we put in for pets, by the way, in their food closets. Yeah, dogs, dogs put their noses under and lift the doors open. Yeah, I was going to say it's not toddler specific. Anything that a two year old human can do, a dog could do as well. One and probably a bit better. <laughs> so, yeah. are great. Did, did I mention I have two 70 pound Bernadoodles? Oh, do you? Yeah. A, te- a, a, a eight year old and a 10 month old. Oh, so you have a puppy too. Oh yeah. <laughs> and we're going to, we like locks and gates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure you do like lo- a lot of locks and gates. They, they, they make life easier. I think it's just. That, the, uh, but that's what it's, everything's about. That's what training's about. That's what education's about. That's what products are about is making your, so we're rebranding to say we're about safety and solutions. That's all it is. It's about making your life easier. What, it's great yelling at your dog or your children because they're doing things or touching stuff they shouldn't be touching? Like, what, what, where's, the, where's the joy in that one? Yeah, so, you know, I just think that all safety procedures are a two-step process. And this is why the two of us should talk after this podcast. And, and- oh, no, no, no. You and I, first of all, the way you market your business, I love it. And I believe... It's well, because you, you're marketing service, right? Because that's all you sell. Now, there's tons of products you could sell, but who cares? All we give you is peace of mind. And I want to get the the whole thing with your business because I believe to me, there's nothing worse, nothing worse than a, a bratty kid or an untrained dog. 
Like right, I have right. big dogs and I think people, my friends that have dogs that are like lying on the furniture while you're trying to sit there, they're, they jump on you when you come in, they, they're barking all the time. And I mean, I, like I, I turned to them, I said, you know what? No, this is a dog. This is not his world. And it's same with kids, bratty kids. It's just, why, why do you want that? And our, our job, both of our jobs is to give you a child, uh, give you an environment where everybody's safe and comfortable. Every, everything's good. It's not just, it's making you, it's solutions to make your life simple and better. Exactly. And it's a, it's a two-step process. The first is setting your house up for success. And then the second is setting up, you know, invisible boundaries, expectations to ensure that you're not relying on those management solutions and relying on that equipment. No, but in, in, in the same thing, again, it's also ensuring that you understand why you have them and using them. Right. Like you could, you, like you tell people you have to work at home four hours, a day, four hours a week with a dog, whatever you tell them, they don't do it. Also a big problem that, that I'm, I'm dealing with and we're, and it's working better, but we, we're going to really, really, really transform this. And it's, it's, it's part of your essential to your business is, okay, we're going to take the dog. It's a 12 week program. It's um, $700. And your client turns to you and says, you know, Ashley, we've been talking about it. We only need half of that. We don't need this. We only need six weeks. We'll be fine. And you look at them and you go, well, no, because you're not taking care of the whole issue. Your dog will not be trained. Your dog will not be this. Your dog won't be that. And we have problems where people come in and they look at our whole list of $2,000 and they go, wow, that's a lot of money. Um, we don't, we, we've talked about it. We don't need this, this, and this. So, you know, we're a full solution as you are. And that's what, what people have to understand is what we both do is we give you a full solution so that at the end of the day, what you have is a product and a, and a, and a, and a, a, a concept that you're happy with. Oh, I had my child, my house child-proofed. It, oh, it was $2,000, you know, compared to my car insurance, that was pretty cheap. And look what I got out of it. I can, I can watch a movie and not worry. I can sit down and have a tea. I can go to the washroom and not panic. I can leave my dog in a, in, in a room full of stuff and he's not going to wreck it. I can leave him at home for eight hours and he'll be fine. So, you know, and that's what people don't really realize with both our businesses. It's not, it's, it's, you have to want the solution that we're offering. And you have to understand why you want that solution before we can even help you. Yeah. And I think that the, the one thing that might be very different in our businesses is that I the, the pushback that I get from clients isn't usually a financial pushback as much as it is a time commitment. Because everyone yeah. has goals and expectations for their dog. And... I always say to them at the beginning, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. This will be an hour, two hours a day of work for the next six months. But then you never have to worry about training your dog again for the rest of the Yeah, yeah. But if you only decide to commit to five minutes a day or an hour a week, then this is going to be a struggle that you have forever. And you'll never be happy. You're not getting what you pay for. You'll never be happy, and not yes, not only will you not be getting for your what you pay for, but you'll also never truly enjoy your relationship with your dog. But whether it's financial time or anything, it's it's the lack of recognition of the value they're getting for the services we're offering, and needing to yes, and needing to understand that all of that commitment, whether it be financial or or time or whatever it is. it's all front loaded, right? You know, like it all it all has to happen in a short period of time at the very beginning of the process, and then you'll eliminate. Well, because because if, if it's not front loaded, if they don't commit to you for six months or whatever whatever you say they must commit to, you, you're saying they're going okay. This is a problem client. How am I going to do it? How am I going to manage their their expectations? Whereas my concept, I'm sitting there saying. So a bookshelf falls over, you're okay with that? And they'll sit there and say, well, it's not going to happen. And you know, I had a client say to me, I said, so if your child drowns or falls in and you have to panic, call 911. And the client literally said to me, he said, I'm okay with that. I can live with that. 
you can live with your child possibly dying, maybe dying. So how do you deal with that, right? So that's where we're, we take it to the next extreme. So it, I, but it's still that whole, you've got to get the buy-in of the client, whether they want to, do you really want your dog trained well? And do you really want your life simple and safe? Period. Yeah. But, uh, you know, from a dog, in, in the dog training world, and I'm sure in your world as well, there's usually two different kinds of clients. There are the clients that are, you know, maybe naturally a little more proactive or a little bit anxious, and they want to do everything properly from the very beginning to ensure that there's no safety concerns. And then there are the clients that already experienced some type of trauma and now want to prevent it from happening again. Yeah. Well, those, those, those are the best. They, those, they really are like the clients are dedicated to doing what they have to do. Well, they know. Yeah. These are people that understand why we have services. My services are not to keep your child safe. You do that. That's your job. My, my services are to make your life better, safer, calmer, quieter, and identical to yours. There's nothing worse than owning a miserable dog. Period. Well, I don't care what you say. Owning a miserable dog, but there's also, you know, no benefit in having a dog if you're not going to have a good relationship with the exactly. dog in your house. And if and if you really don't want your child, like right, same thing. Like, like I don't get it. Like, what could be more important to anybody than keeping their child safe? But I'll tell you something. When we walk in for pet owners, whatever you have to cost, just do it. Whenever you have parents, well, you know it's a lot of money. So it's it's funny how with with, with pet owners, um, they bought the dog. You know that was a big investment. Yeah, and they, it's, and they got. But it's true. It's a very different mentality, and I can tell you that a lot of that is because most of my most of my dog training clients are also parents, and I have to tell you that not only did they have a financial investment in their dog, but there's also this misconception that because you can speak to your children in English or whatever language you speak and rationalize with them, that there's a different relationship than there is with a dog because you can't communicate effectively with them. So you need to have other strategies in place in order to ensure that you get the message across. And I think that people feel so so much loss in it, in it understanding how to communicate with their dogs, but they'll put any money into it in order to ensure that their house is protected. You know, it's so funny. It's so funny you say that because I, I, I would put my passion of yelling at parents that they have to do this. Like this is like, you cannot not do this in your house. Like the odds are your child could get hurt, but there's a chance your child could die. And I'm my passion with people with dogs is exact. You must have your dog trained. You got it. It's it's like a child that doesn't grow up. So if you don't train them really well, you've got twelve to fifteen, ten, whatever years of just having a baby, an uncontrollable child. Right, and like a, a toddler that has tantrums every day because exactly. Been shown how to self-regulate, how to calm down, how to be, you know, how to respond to different situations. They don't understand what no is. Yeah, and it, it, you know, very, my, my, very, 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 very similar. My, yeah, my trading methodology is like doesn't come from a putative place. Like all of my trading is positive reinforcement, so I don't even introduce you know the word no in trading ever. What about uh, with your kid? What about with your kid? No, never. I've never. never? Used no, really. Nope. Uh, yeah. uh, I now see why you use Zencaster. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's not that you know I'm so Zen or hippie or dippy or anything like that. It's no, that, no. I think it's great if you can pull it off. I think it's great. But what I mean is, and that's why I'm saying I'm not saying that I do it the right way. But my my personal approach, your philosophy, to, your ph- philosophy yeah, to all relationships yeah. is that you know having any sort of Putative approach or negative communication doesn't work. You can't walk in on a negative. I agree. I'd rather not base a relationship on fear. I'd rather base a relationship on communication. Yeah, and on hey, you did what I said. Good boy. Come here. Love you. You know, it's 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 like so much easier than get over here now. Come on, right? Kid or dog. <laughs> it's it's yeah. just it's it's just I I just I think it's I could take anything. Clear communication in business, clear communication in life, clear communication with pets, kids, everything just makes everybody's life better. 
Yeah, no, it's it's very interesting. Like, I feel you don't like need to call. yell. You don't need to yell at someone. Like the second someone yells at you, what do you do? Oh, what are you mad at me? Like, here. Well, it's the, it's like the age old joke that no one has ever calmed down from being told to calm down. Right? Like, someone just said that to me about a month. That's so funny you said that. It's a calm down. You want me to calm down? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, like no one can calm down yeah. from being told to calm down. No one's yeah. going to stop being angry from being told to stop being angry. Like yeah. that's, that's not how the world works. <laughs> like yeah. in, in any aspect, you have to feel heard. You have to feel validated. You have to feel that the person you're communicating with is understanding your needs. And that only happens through clear communication, whether it's with an adult or a child or a dog or, or anybody. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so as I said, like people have, you know, different philosophies and and different approaches to things. And if you found something that works for, for your family, then that's wonderful. Which is great. Except one thing that's, then you don't need, then they don't need us. That's another thing. I really, I I'm very strong with parents on how I like, and I do it nicely, but I really don't want your opinion on what we should do. Here's what well, I think. People, well, people are coming to you because they want your expertise, right? Exactly, right? As as you. You know, we've been doing our dog. We've been training the dog this way. And um, he really likes this and he really likes that. And you sit there and you go, okay, but this is why you're here now because that didn't work. Exactly. So that's, you know, that is kind of the perspective that I have when I'm talking to my clients is – what's been, you know, what you've been doing up until this point isn't working. Here's the advice I have to offer. If you'd like to, you know, if you'd like to eliminate the challenges you're having, please follow it. If not, then then not. But like this, this is the advice that I have to offer. But, you know, as you said, if, if everyone communicated properly, I wouldn't have a job. The reality is I'd rather not have a job and have everyone have perfect relationships with their dogs. Like I, I, my goal ultimately is for everyone to live harmoniously with their dogs and not have to worry about aggression and anxiety and all of these all of these things that are real issues. You know, I, I'll just take this to another level. That's what everybody hopes about their kids. Yeah, right. No, it's, it's, we live in a very we live in a big city. There's a lot of ner- like um, our puppy and and he's doing really well. But we got him at 19 weeks, and I'll tell you something. For the first six months, he was just so scared of everything, so didn't know how to process. And, you know, it was a process to get him to, trained to understand that and trust. And so it's so similar, right? Yeah. It's like they all have, like, the, the world is a very complicated place, a very busy place. And we need to, as individuals, get the help from the professionals because we just can't handle it all ourselves. Like you can't train your dog yourself and nor can you really make your environment safe, your home environment. For, like we do fire extinguishers. We do fire ladders. We do pool safety. We're now doing defibrillators. Like there's you, your, your home is, is a thing that you have to take care of in order to ensure your child's safety. And like that, like we get people, oh, I need gates for the dogs. I need this. I need that. And like we'll say like, hold on, why are you doing this? Like, why don't like, have you hired, have you thought about training? Have you thought about someone coming into your house? And they, they don't, we, we not like, well, why would we do that? Well, because it's a new puppy and you have kids. My big issue is when people get cats and they have a baby, like you cannot let allow that cat near the baby ever until that baby can roll and push. Right. They, they kill, they kill kids. Right. right. Not, not intentionally, of course, but, well, you never know they're cats, but <laughs> <laughs> not a big cat fan. Um, but um, yeah, so it's it really is like the more yeah, I, I sit here and talk, I, I knew the second I saw your site, we have we have a definite direct link, definite. Like I want to do yeah, a whole definitely. dog safety division, right? Just uh, seat belts, life jackets, gates, and all that, like that, and. I'm just going to throw everybody your way. Well, oh, we're getting a dog. Well, you know what? You should talk to Ashley if you want. She can come in, check out your house, really work with you, help you integrate your puppy. I have no, I have new problem with that. It only makes me money. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it does. And, you, know what, you know what, Ashley? I'm ta- like, they don't listen to me. And, and it'll just piss me off more and more how much they listen to you. So I'm trying to just abuse myself. Yeah, although I might not be, you know, promoting every single one of the the safety products that you have available, I, I still recommend to the majority. Oh, of like do- I have doggy seatbelts. Yes, hundred percent. Doggy life jackets. Yep, hundred percent. And gates. Yeah, and gates. And and by the way, I don't agree with gates. I I believe in crate training, but it's if they're like parents, go convince them you're right and they're wrong. It's not worth it. No, it it actually depends on the structure of the of the household, but also who lives within the house. So okay, that's I, that's that's a much better thing too. I, I never yeah, even thought of that. I I hundred percent believe in crate training, regardless of who lives in the house and what the house looks like. But so why? No, no, what our Bernadoodle did? What? Ripped out of the cage. Ripped the bars off the cage. The wire bars. Yeah, well, some dogs that have separation anxiety or haven't been crate trained properly get really. He wasn't. Hold on. So a great story. So my daughter comes. So COVID hits, and and for the last, I would say prior to that six months, my wife was going like, you know, Chloe's getting old. I'd like another dog, and Chloe's seven at the time, or eight, seven, and um, COVID hits, and you know what. I've always thought it was a cool idea. My daughter comes down. To, oh, I want this dog. I want, and over my dead body, am I paying four thousand dollars for a designer mutt? Right. <laughs> Not a chance. I got all my all my Bernadoodles from Kijiji. Um, so she comes down. Oh, Dad, I found this really cute Bernadoodle. He's going to be a medium size, and he's on sale. He's 19 weeks, and they, they, they're not breeding because of COVID. Everything's going on. They can't set the dogs in the States. I don't know the whole story. Look at the picture. This is the most adorable puppy in the world. Love it. Okay, why not? We'll get another dog. I've always wanted to, which is, by the way, the best decision when it comes to pets in my life. Two dogs? Oh, the best. The best. Um, long story short, we drive to London to pick the dog up. The guy's outside with, with a dog, and I go like, whoa, okay. <laughs> That's a nice-sized dog. My, my, my university McGill graduate – Harris Institute graduate doing about to do her MBA confused 20 kilos and 20 pounds. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the dog's close to 50 pounds. Right. At yeah. 19, at 19 weeks. Right. So now the dog's what close to a hundred pounds. No, no, no. He actually, the vet, the vet said, and his paws were the size. I swear my fist and I have a big fist. And they still are. And the vet, swore, the, the breeder swore to me, the vet swore to me like 70, 80 pounds. And right now he's 67 pounds. Okay. So he didn't so, get something. No, no, no. I called up the, I called up the vet and I said, you better tell me right now that there's not going to be a one in the first digit of his weight ever. <laughs> yeah. So 67 pounds is actually pretty good. Yeah, he'll be about 75. Chloe's 70, 67, 68. And he'll be about 75 or something, which is fine. What do you have? What kind of dog do you have? So uh, we only have one now because the, the last one we had just passed away. Oh. Uh, she is a mutt. She is rescued from a Korean meat factory. And she is, I hope you don't call her lamb chop. <laughs> uh, her name's Stevie. And she is. she looks like a German shepherd, but she's oh, nice. only five pounds. How much? She's only 25 pounds. Oh, so a mini German Shepherd. Yeah, she looks like a miniature German Shepherd. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, so I, we, I've only had big dogs forever. I had Rottweilers and German Shepherds. I like big dogs. I'm, I'm a big dog person. Me too. But I had, nice. I had a child, and I wanted my kid to be able to walk the dog, so I, we decided to get a smaller dog. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So, I have to tell you that the one thing that is the bane of my existence with any sort of dog training or, you know, safety is all of these new modern houses that are open concept. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. Whenever people buy a new house, they gut it, they take down all the walls. And then the second that they have dogs or children, they realize that they made the biggest mistake of their life. And, and well, how we, how I know that is, oh, we have a 22 foot opening. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're trying to corral your kid into half your house on the main floor. Oh, how do you know that? Well, do I do vote opening? Especially now during COVID, where the majority of people are going to be working from home long term. Yeah. Suddenly, you have two adults, three kids doing virtual school, two dogs, and everyone is is in the same workspace because there's no offices, there's no private living rooms or dining rooms or like any sort of there's no walls. And you asked why I drink every day. What was that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I also live in an open concept house. I did the exact same thing. I bought my house before having kids. I tore down all the, like I, I gutted the house. I created yeah. an open concept and now there's nowhere to escape. <laughs> <laughs> there's nowhere to go. And, you know, both babies and puppies, like as they grow older, they need safe spaces. They yeah. need yet spaces. They need places. They need that boundaries. They yeah, they need places they can go to, I mean, even not just the boundaries that we set for ourselves, but they need to know that if they want to get like a, escape the craziness of the house, that they have a, a private space. Which, to go which to. is which is like well, nine times out of 10 when we go to people's homes and it's their first child. And uh, I should say small, like downtown homes, like smaller homes. Um, you open the closet and like someone's clothes are there and you open the cupboards and this and you open the drawers and you say like this is their space you gotta you, you know let's lock it down let's clean it up so when they're in here they can do it if they have their place to be that's true of dogs too very much yeah. so. they need their space that's my space you stay there and i stay here we're all happy it's good well, it's awesome. The benefit of, of one of the greatest benefits of crates are, from my perspective, is that yeah. you know dog owners think that crates are just about you know preventing your dog from chewing on the baseboards or peeing on the floors. But it you know yes, that's an added benefit. But I always say to people that have kids that imagine having you know imagine having a child that doesn't have their own bedroom and you just say to them oh well you can sleep on the couch you can sleep on the floor you can sleep wherever you want to sleep mm-hmm. you have the house. But you don't have a bedroom. Like your kids would resent you and hate you. Yeah, it's like our our dogs, our, our the, the puppy was taught, you know, place. And that's where he sleeps. Yeah. And the thing with dogs is that, sure, they're pack animals. They want to be with their family as often as they can. But they also need to rest and recharge and have time to themselves. And Yeah, and that's, dogs- that's going to be a huge thing, they say, about when, when really this is all over. That, oh, yeah. that anxiety is going to be a nightmare. It's crazy. I'm already working with so many COVID dogs that have terrible separation anxiety yeah. that have Especially never. These puppies, right? Yeah. I mean, the COVID's been going on now for six months. So a lot of these COVID dogs are now, you know, seven, eight, nine months old. And, and they and they like having someone there all the time. Our, they, our, our guy, he, he whines. When he's, if I go walk one dog or if I go into the garage and I, I don't come back, I hear him whining, I hear him like barking and whining. Like, what are you leaving me for? Yeah, no, there's a, there's a lot of separation anxiety. Uh, but it's also dogs previously would be left alone for a work day or for at least a few hours at a yeah. time. And, and that would be the time that they were able to recharge and turn their brain off and just sleep. Is it true but, that you know, dogs sleep 80% of the time? Yeah, dogs need to sleep about need. 16 hours a day. That's what, that's what I thought. Yeah, so 16 hours about? It's Obviously, it's different depending on the breed. No, 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 age. but you would say, that's like, right. just in your average, professional opinion. About 16 hours. So that means that all of these dogs that have kids at home all day with okay. them aren't having that opportunity to truly get any deep sleep because they're being disturbed constantly. And it's creating a lot of behavioral issues because look at what happens with people when we're sleep deprived. We become oh my God. angry. Yeah. We become angry and short tempered and we make a lot of poor choices. And that's what happens with dogs too, is that if they don't have that chance to sleep as much as they need, that's when all those behavioral problems start to come out. Are you, t- are you, are you talking about that on your podcast a lot? I'm talking well on my podcast, but mostly with my clients day in and day out is all of these COVID puppies are starting to show a lot of signs of not just anxiety, but aggression too, because they don't have any time to just shut down. Yeah. I'm tired and I'm grumpy. Leave me alone. No. Exactly. Like get out of my place. Wow. 
I have a I have a climb for you that you're going to take on because I'm going to make them, but not for a while. My in laws <laughs> my in laws screwed up their dog so badly. You know what? There's there's a lot of people that get dogs and they don't do their research in advance. Oh no, no, my in laws bombed everything. They did everything opposite I told them to do. Everything. I took the dog for two weeks. I after about seven months, this dog was just. It was growling. It was biting people. And I said, man, I said, that's it. I'm taking the dog. And I had the dog for a week. And the third day, the dog bit me really badly. Like, didn't break skin, but just jawed into me. It was my fault. I, we were outside. And he had something in his mouth. And I just reacted as if I reacted with my dogs. And he bit me. And oh, I killed him. <laughs> so the dog is perfectly trained for me now. This dog understands his boundaries, understands everything. He still pees in my in-law's house. He still gr- my mother-in-law goes to the bathroom. He sits at the door, wailing. Yeah, well, that's the, that's the thing about dogs. And do you know what children too is? Yeah, that- no, no, no. Hey, hey. I, my favorite line is: so you, you and your husband will be having dinner, and one of your son's friends will be over, and you know, stay, Billy stayed for dinner, and at seven o'clock, you, you know, Billy's mom came, picked them, and said, "Thank you for having him over." It was wonderful, and or or whatever it is, and you go fly, 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 you go no problem, and you're lying in bed, and your husband turns to you and goes, you know that kid's a shit, I don't like him. He's like, I know he's five, but I don't like him. And then two weeks later, you see the mother and the father again at school, and and they'd say something, and your husband turns and goes, okay, now I understand why I don't like Billy. Right. <laughs> We're a product well, of our parents, as the pets are a product of their owners. Well, yeah, and there's two things to say about that. You know, the, the first is that, of course, we are a product of the environment that that we live in. Uh, but I also think that both children and dogs, you know, they they don't generalize information. So if you learn how to do something in one environment, it doesn't mean you're going to transfer that knowledge to a different environment. So. So dogs behave one way in one house and a different way in a different house, just like how kids behave differently at home as they do at school. As yeah, they right. Home. How do you know you have a good kid? Someone calls up and says your kid's a joy to have over anytime. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, Wrong number. But, Sorry. But <laughs> dogs do what they can get away with, just like kids do what they can get away with. So if you go to your grandparents and every time you go to your grandparents, they give you like, you know, five bowls of ice cream, but at home you can't have ice cream. Then every time you go to your grandparents, you're going to ask for ice cream. So it's, you know, it's the same thing with your dog is that if at home they can't get away with certain things, but there's certain activities they enjoy that they can do in a different environment. They're like going to they get outside and they run away and they go crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm going to let you go, but I want to you to give everybody information about how they can get in touch with you and how they can find out more information about your company. Um, the best way is kittyproofers.com or they can call us 416-785-5437. Um, they can email info at kittyproofers and advice is free. You know, like if you have questions, you want to know anything, that's what we're here for. We're, we have solutions for every problem, except marital, of course. <laughs> so bad. You know, I swear to you, Ashley, 30 years of happy marriage. Well, I it just, sounds like you might have advice for, for the, that aspect right? of life. Right? I, I want to write a book. We, oh, yeah. oh, Nicole's saying we have Facebook, Instagram. Okay. Yeah, you can push your social channels, too. Is it at Kitty Proofers? Yeah. So you, you made a comment earlier that I'm curious about, you know, yeah. I may not support all the products you sell. What, what would that be? Like, what wouldn't you support? Like just out of curiosity. Say that support's probably the wrong word. Nothing that you sell is going to be detrimental to, to anybody. I mean, I'm sure that there's a benefit. It's more that I feel like if you have a specific budget, that it's better. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. Got it. Got it. That budget towards, you know, doing some training for your dog as opposed to just putting Oh no 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 no! I'm 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 a hundred percent agreeable on that. Like I like oh we have to like when people tell us we have to gate we have to lock down this 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 this. I'll turn to people and say no, you're going to teach your kids not to do that because there's no reason they should be throwing dishes all over the place, right? Exactly. Like, you know, same thing. So yeah, safety products that 
training or not, you should have. Everyone should have a crate. Everyone should have a way to secure your dog in the car, whether that be a seatbelt or, or a harness or a crate that goes within your car. You know, like every everyone should have a leech. Like there's certain things that everyone needs to have. Yeah. I don't know if everyone needs to plug their electrical outlet. You know, like there 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 are certain safety precautions that I don't if if you are looking to save money that you don't need to necessarily spend on products. We're talking about a pet or we're talking about kids? We're talking about a pet. I, okay. I have no advice for children. <laughs> <laughs> I gave up years ago. <laughs> I don't know. I just like just whatever. My kid does this. What do you think? How the hell? Yeah, but I, but I do have to say, as I said earlier, is that you know my my kid, you know maybe I'm just very lucky, but my kid is no, still no. alive. Just wait, and, wait till the second. I, yeah, well, we're not. I'm not having any more kids. That's what you all say. No, 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 no. I really am one and done and happy. Are you still married? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, it's a, it was a plan from the beginning to have one kid, and you know, we're happy. You know. <laughs> Infamous but, last words from from mothers that like are so thrilled with their child. No, it's like, I, well, we I, do this I, again. Great idea. I know myself, and I know yeah, I'm that fine. I'm happy because I have one child. Oh, that's good. And so, hey, and, and he's healthy and happy, and it works. All the everybody like two, yeah, kids, and, two kids is not like two dogs. It's not twice there's, as amount of fun. <laughs> no, there's, no, there's no part of me that looks at babies and desires another one. <laughs> Dog, so yes. I, babies, no. Yeah, I could, I could have 20 dogs and be happy. I, yeah. I'm very no, happy. I, I, the, you know what? They say dogs are kids that never grow up. Therefore, train them well, and you'll have pure joy for the, the, their entire life. <laughs> And it's, it's great because my son right now is three and that is kind of that like joyful, wonderful. Well, yeah, it's getting really good. It's, he's over the terrible twos. He, yeah. He never had he, them. I know your child's perfect. I know. Honestly, we have, I think it's luck. I don't think I've done anything necessarily correctly, but he has been the kid that's just been like happy always from the beginning. Are either of you for only children? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's why. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's very, very, very. My dad was an only child, and it was it was interesting. And I know fr- I have friends that were only children, and it's a different growing up experience, completely different. It it is totally different, and I do think that I have a theory, and obviously it doesn't you know apply a hundred percent of the time. But I think that whether people had good childhoods or not, their instinct is to replicate their childhood. Hold on. So read up when you have a chance. Read up on the Hoffman process. Okay. Which is, I, it's a, it was, a, it's, it's a one week retreat and you just, it's, and, but really it's all about your most formative years or your first five years, whether you like it or not. Right. Yeah. I, that's, that's, yeah, that's definitely true. But I, you know, I meet so many people and they, only children often want to have only children. People that have one sibling often want to have two kids. Like people end up wanting to almost replicate the well, exact because, Hey, how was your how was your childhood? Wonderful. Right? You had all the attention, you had everything. Your mother and father were able to give you everything they needed and you liked that. And you're going to give that to your son. You're going to duplicate it completely. It's it's interesting though because, you know, yes, of course my parents gave me attention. Except I think that one of the other benefits of raising an only child is that they learn how to be independent earlier because they Very. are alone a lot. Very well and, they learn they learn to be stronger because they just it, everything's on them, right? Okay, make sure the dishes get done. Wait, make sure this gets done. We're going out, we're all getting ready. You're, you know, it's always it's not ugh, your sister, your brother, this. It's always the attentions focused straight on them. Uh, both and good and bad. Right. You are spending a lot more time with adults than you do with children. My, way my more. Way more. Yeah. All, all of my childhood was me, you know, being dragged around by my mother to go to plays and go to movies and go to her friends' houses and go yeah. to all of those things. And, you know, because of it, you end up having a different world view, I think. <laughs> Definitely.
Thanks for listening. Are you looking to add a dog to your family? For a limited time only, listeners of Baby Puppy will receive 10% off our unique mutt-making package. Let us help you find the right breed, energy level, and temperament for your household based on your experience, expectations, routine, and personality. We always say there's no such thing as the perfect dog, but there is definitely a perfect dog for you. If you have a question you'd like answered on the show, child or dog related, email info at meetyourmutt.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at meetyourmutt or visit the website at www.meetyourmutt.com. Remember, this podcast is just a baby or puppy. And as they say, it takes a village. So please rate and review. Happy parenting. Baby Puppy is hosted, recorded, and produced by me, Ashley Balin, production assistance by Koji Nagata, and theme song by Pink Distortion Music. Thank you.